Hey, what's really good today, y'all, man? I know everybody been engulfed in this topic all day. It's been on the news. You can't miss it. It's all over the place. But uh, today, like, Dirk Chauvin was found guilty. And, uh, man, this ain't what I expected. But it ain't about me. Let's go and get into the podcast. Yeah. Members of the jury, I will now read the verdicts as they will appear in the permanent records of the 4th Judicial District. State of Minnesota, County of Hennepin, District Court, 4th Judicial District. State of Minnesota Plaintiff versus Derek Michael Chauvin, Defendant. Verdict, Count 1, Court File Number 27, CR 20-12646. We, the jury, in the above entitled matter as to Count 1, unintentional second-degree murder while committing a felony, find the defendant guilty. This verdict agreed to this 20th day of April, 2021, at 1.44 p.m. Signed, juror four-person, juror number 19. Same caption, verdict count two. We, the jury, in the above-entitled matter as to count two, third-degree murder, perpetrating an eminently dangerous act, find the defendant guilty. This verdict agreed to this 20th day of April, 2021, at 1.45 p.m. Signed by jury four-person, juror number 19. Same caption, verdict count three. We, the jury, in the above entitled matter as to count three, second-degree manslaughter, culpable negligence, creating an unreasonable risk, find the defendant guilty. This verdict agreed to this 20th day of April, 2021, at 1.45 p.m. Woo. Hey, I got a question on the podcast before we get into the show. Like, the question I want to ask is, Do people that have addictions should be treated differently? Do people that have addictions, should they be treated differently? Because George Floyd had an addiction and people thought that this trial should have went a different way. Certain people thought that the trial should have went a different way. But what's your perspective on that? Leave something in the comment section for me so we can have a a discussion about that. So I'm going to read off the uh, three charges that Derek Chauvin was found guilty of and uh, what the charges mean because he haven't been sentenced yet. Like the maximum sentence is 40 years, but we don't know how long he will actually be in there. What will they sentence him? Will they give him 10 at 33%? Will they give him 12 at 85%? We don't know that yet. So my thought process is not time to celebrate. I know people are celebrating and uh, I commend you. Enjoy. But me personally, it's not time to celebrate. So let me break down these charges right quick. Break down these charges. So the first one, guilty, second degree murder charge. Second degree murder is causing the death of a human being without intent to cause that death while committing and attempting to commit another felony. In this case, the felony was third degree assault. Chauvin was charged with committing or intentionally aiding in the commission of this crime. So that's the first charge. Okay, the second charge, third-degree murder, is unintentionally causing someone's death by committing an act that is imminently dangerous to other persons while exhibiting a deprived mind with reckless disregard for human life. Chauvin was accused of committing or intentionally aiding in the commission of this crime. The third charge, second-degree manslaughter charge, is culpable negligence where a person creates an unreasonable risk and consciously taking the chance of causing death or great 
bodily harm to someone else. Chauvin was, was charged with committing or intentionally aiding in the commission of this crime. Okay, Chauvin. Hey, man. Y'all know what time it is. So, hey, welcome to the Trevor Jackson Podcast. Come on, man. Let's let's get on in here and uh, have this discussion. Let's have this discussion. Real talk. I got a few visuals I'm going to pull up. We're going to talk about uh, why I didn't expect this uh, to be a guilty verdict. Is because, like, Ben Crump got the family the $27 million settlement. And most of the time when people take settlements... The found the uh, person who's on trial is found not guilty, or the officer, because most of the time this is a police police trial. And uh, me personally, I think that we live in a capitalist country, and we can give the black people a bone one time. One time we can give them a bone because me, I think. Since we live in a capitalist country and money is the most important thing, money is more valuable, more money is more valuable than a life in the United States. So if you're the government officials or the government leaders in this country, what would you rather do? Give the black folks a bone or have them do a billion dollars in damage? So they gave us a bone and uh, we want to try. Is that a reason to celebrate? Mm. It's more trials that need to be won. It's more laws that need to be changed. And I'm not a racist individual. I have a lot of white friends. I love all human beings. You know my motto, peace, love, and abundance. Go and get you some money. So on this first video, I'm about to pull up. You know, I got to pull up the visuals. We're going to pull up uh, Dirk Chauvin's camera. Like uh, the footage, the body footage that was shown in the George Floyd trial when... Uh, he was arresting or attempting to arrest George Floyd. Let's do it. Let's do it. Don't do me like that, man. Please. Okay. 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 I got the OPG, please. Yes, so you I was car. I'm claustrophobic. I'm claustrophobic, man. You're working with me. God, I'm claustrophobic. Right there, man. Get in the car. Get in the front. Please. No, you're not going to get in the car. I'm claustrophobic. Get in the car. Okay. I'm not a bad guy, man. Get in the car. I'm not a bad guy. You ain't going to win. Oh, God. Oh, man. I'm going to win. Oh, the key words i hear in this man that i'm tired of hearing is i can't breathe 
I can't breathe. Like it's been many of these visuals shown where the human being said, I can't breathe. And why I presented that question to y'all at the beginning of the podcast, should people that have addictions be treated differently is because like, you got to know that these people have an addiction and the people that have an addiction. When you know that you will know that their instincts and the addictions that they have is kicking in, but the police officers that's arresting this man might not be from that community and they might not know, or they might don't understand that addiction. They might not see that whatever substance that he's abusing or substance that he's on is what's causing him to react the way that he's reacting. So it's like, I follow a little group page on Facebook called Knoxville uh, crimes, not East Tennessee crimes or something like that. And on the East Tennessee crimes, Facebook page, like people was discussing that uh, Derek Chauvin had the right to do the things that he was doing. He had the right to put his knee on the man's neck for nine minutes and 25 seconds. He was just doing his job, but I ain't going to put a visual up, but when you look at the visual, you can see the expression in Derek Chauvin's face. You can see the evil in his face. That's just what I see. You can see that I got some get back or something is involved. And to me, that was the main witness in the trial. And the other main witness in the trial was the nine-year-old girl. Like, how could you be a juror on that trial? And when you hear the nine-year-old girl's testimony, you don't feel some sort of way because she's seen it. She's traumatized for the rest of her life behind that. So uh, on the trial, I, I looked at the trial or whatever. I was paying attention, close attention. And that part of the trial, when she said, do you see the officer who committed that crime in the room? She said no at first. The second time they asked her, they made him stand up and take his mask off. And she said, that's him. Man, that's that's ridiculous that uh, she viewed that. That's just ridiculous, man. And uh, I got a little visual, too, that I'm going to pull up of her and the things that she's doing at the moment right now and her describing the situation when she was just going to the store. Let's do it. People around the world have seen what happened to George Floyd with the officer's knee on his neck. His death has inspired protests and a renewed push for change from a lot of different people. But tonight we're going to hear from a little girl, Mm. her perspective, her viewpoint. She's raising her voice because of what she saw while walking to the store. Here's Adrienne Broaddus. A child's imagination is full of surprises. It makes me hear. And imagination helps Judea Reynolds. I'm at some very similar stuff. Escape. My friend doesn't find it. But then she remembers. Walk to the store. She's going to get snacks. Star Wars or gummies. It was Memorial Day. The nine-year-old had waited all day for her cousin Darnella to walk her to Cup Foods. She was very persistent about um, getting an opportunity to go to the store. Her walk to the store changed the world. Judea's big cousin Darnella Frazier captured the video of George Floyd's killing. Judea watched and prayed. If they didn't go that day, um, they will still keep killing us. Do you think... 
by you guys going to the store, you may have helped the world. Mm -hmm. By recording the video. One walk to the store has led to a global journey to end racism. Judea is now writing a book. The title? The Walk to the Store. I never imagined. I'm grateful that my niece and my daughter was able to bring change to America because we need it. To the world. Amen. Her mother, Diane Reynolds. She spent many a night um, work praying for him. It just touched me that my child can be so caring about a matter. Usually most kids would have been gave it up. Instead of burying her feelings in the sand, this nine-year-old wants to inspire through words. She got the idea from Cameron Brundage, another child who used the power of storytelling to educate. Part of her wanting to write the book. Okay, she's writing a book now. And, uh, I don't have children, but I just can only imagine like uh, that situation being a child. I seen some things as a child. I seen a man uh, get murdered. Well, he didn't get murdered. He shot first. So I ain't going to say that they murdered him. They was protecting themselves. But I seen a man get in a shootout with the police before, and I still can see it like yesterday, like the guts in the street. And they put them rounds in them in my hometown. And uh, I was like 13. So being four years younger than that and seeing that, and it wasn't even gunshots that she seen. She seen a man like knee to the neck, like, man, that's worse than getting shot. The knee to the neck, that's brutal. But you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, he's guilty, and that's a reason to feel like the country is moving forward in the right direction in these trials. This is the first time I ever seen it. This is a historic moment at the end of the day, but it's still not time to celebrate. So uh, President Biden spoke out uh, recently, and uh, he had some things to say. And uh, I'm shocked that these people are calling it a killing and a murder now. Because that wasn't the language that they was using at first. They wasn't calling it a killing or a murder. But uh, let's listen to what uh, President Biden had to say. Let's just listen to him. You. A jury in Minnesota found former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin guilty on all counts in the murder of George Floyd last May. It was a murder in the full light of day, and it ripped the blinders off for the whole world to see the systemic racism the Vice President just referred to. There was systemic racism as a stain on our nation's soul. <clears throat> the knee on the neck of justice for black Americans. Profound fear and trauma. The pain, the exhaustion that black and brown Americans experience every single day. The murder of George Floyd launched a summer of protest we hadn't seen since the civil rights era in the 60s. Uh. Protests that unified people of every race and generation in peace and with purpose to say enough, enough, 
enough of this senseless killings. Today, today's verdict is a step forward. I just spoke with the governor of Minnesota to thank me for the close work with his team. I also spoke with George Floyd's family again. Remarkable family of extraordinary courage. Nothing can ever bring their brother, their father back. But this can be a giant step forward in the march toward justice in America. Let's also be clear that such a verdict is also much too rare. For so many people, it seems like it took a unique and extraordinary convergence of factors. A brave young woman with a smartphone camera, a crowd that was traumatized, traumatized witnesses, a murder that lasts almost 10 minutes in broad daylight. Probably the whole world. I know we engulfed in this situation and, uh, Send my condolences to the Floyd family. Rest in peace to George Floyd and uh, to the people that's out there celebrating. Don't be slipping in them streets, man, because it's individuals. You know, we're not a unified country. It's individuals that's not happy about this. You know what I mean? And they might react in not a celebratory way. So you got to be prepared for anything, man. And this country is divided. It's the divided states of America. That's what I call it. But at the end of the day, man, I don't want to stay on here too long. He was found guilty. It's a good step forward for the country. Hey, these people that I'm about to put up at the end of the podcast, show them some love, support them, hit their website, uh, drop something in the cash app. For a matter of fact, if you support me, drop something in my cash app. But, uh, these people like my sponsors. Rock with them. Peace, love, plenty of abundance. Go and get you some money. Chill.